to the Let's Talk BS podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Sophia. And we're coming to you live from the 757. Good morning, Brian. Hey, good morning, Sophia. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's good. That's good. I like this setup better. I see. You specially requested it. We had to <laughs> yep. rearrange some things. We you sure know? did. We sure <laughs> did. <laughs> it's definitely for all of our YouTube watchers. You know, was, you know, I know you probably can't see us if you're listening in your car, but uh, we we had a recent change uh, a couple months ago when mm-hmm. we changed the actual setup here in our studio. And then now Sophia and I rearranged that. Mm-hmm. So We did. Yeah. Yeah, I like the table look better. Yeah. I like that. We did that for a year. They came through, put the couches in. It was cute, but yeah. mm, I didn't feel like it was our style. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you. It is. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I can agree with you on that one. I mean, there's uh, I want to say some podcasts that I watch. Some of them sit on couches. Some sit on tables. I mean, not sit on tables. Sit at a table. Yeah. Um, so it just is, you know, preference. I would say. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And it's it's usually how about how they started off too. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So. However, they initially started off, they usually kind of stick with that for the most part. But yeah, yeah. so what you been up to, man? Uh, it's been two weeks. Yeah, it's been two weeks. I mean, we got to try to get. I can't remember what happened last week. Why we didn't record last week? Oh, uh, I went golfing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went golfing, man. So huh. the, my thing is typically priorities, 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 priorities. Yeah, yeah. I've had a. Uh, I wouldn't even call it a slight obsession. I would just call it a full out obsession with golf lately. Um, you know, me, two of my buddies in the neighborhood, I always mention, we started to golf every single Wednesday morning. So we'll get the first mm-hmm. tee time around like 7.15 and we'll go out there and either play a front nine or a back nine and uh, it only lasts about two hours. So it, it's perfect because it still didn't take away from our work day. You know, we could still get things started maybe a little later than we normally would, mm-hmm. you know, 9.30, 10 o'clock-ish. But, you know, just one day a week that we do, you know, we do that. So we played that Wednesday and then um, I didn't like how my game was that Wednesday. So um, we went in and played again on Friday at another <laughs> course. <laughs> but actually this time uh, it was different. So it's normally me and those two buddies I mentioned. But this time it was me, um, my buddy, one of the buddies in the neighborhood. And then my builder, um, you know, he we always talk about golfing. And so he actually came out this time. And then uh, my buddy who lives in the neighborhood, his, uh, his friend, who I've actually met before at his house, um, they came out. So. It was good. We had a really good time. We played over at uh, at Red Wing National, uh, which is in Virginia Beach. Um, crazy, crazy, funny story, I guess. Not even a story, but just kind of connecting the dots that I remember when Brooke and I got, um, we, we had our first child. Uh, we took our, like, we had took our pictures down at the beach, but we also took some more pictures, like, in, like, this forest area. And it's actually at that same place where the golf course is. Cause they have some pretty nice, nice setup there, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, bringing that full story. But yeah, we played golf uh, last Friday, so that was on me while we didn't record. So I'm going to try not to to do that again. Try. Keywords, try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my game has yeah. been getting better, though, man. I've been, beforehand, I was shooting like, you know, if I played a full 18, because this past Friday, we played a full 18, and I shot, a, I think it was a 102. Um, so I t- my, my goal is to try to consistently be under 100. Um, I started off really well on the front nine and the back nine. I kind of didn't play the greatest, but. Uh, my goal is to kind of consistently be uh, under 100. So I was close. Normally around like 105, 107. So 102 is pretty good for me. All right, then. Foreign language. I'm about to say, am I speaking? Do you understand anything I just no, said? <laughs> absolutely not. The closest thing that I have that I have to golfing is when I first started Atlantic Bay. Yeah. I got some advertisement at a golf course here in Chesapeake. 
Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. I don't no, actually, was it Virginia? No, it was Virginia Beach. Okay. Stumpy Lake. Yeah, Stumpy Lake. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Virginia Beach. That's right there on the yeah. line, though. Yeah. Yeah. And I do know that I was on the back nine. Okay. Yeah. So you were all back nine. Second, just so you know, just kind of so you know what that means is there's 18 holes in golf. Yeah, I know. I know that. I, oh, I know okay. about the whole. Yeah, okay. I know about that. Because I was trying to figure out where my advertisement was, so yeah, I had to learn to quickly. Out, yeah. Out, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. The um, that's the only thing I know about golf. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, I'm actually already got a tea time on Monday with me and my my dad. So me and my dad were talking. He's uh, you know, yeah. he, I was telling him this about the obsession. Yeah. So yeah, he was like, son, he was like, uh, we got to get out there again. Like, all right, he's like, you can't get too good where it's not fun with me and you playing. I was like, all right, well, we got to get out there and get better together. So he was like, all right, so we're playing on Monday. Yeah. Are you playing in the Atlantic Bay one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm playing the Atlantic Bay tournament. I think it's it's October 18th, if I'm not mistaken. It's like uh, mid-October oh, okay. uh, at Virginia Beach National. So, yeah, I'm actually, that's where um, me and my dad are going to go play it on Monday. Well. So you get to practice? Exactly. That was my thought process. I was like, I'm going to try to get – even though the the tournament is kind of like a fun thing, it's not yeah. looked at as too competitive. It's for um charity, right? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Rock Solid. Rock yeah. Solid, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I remember last year, <laughs> last year I got an award. My team did for being in last place at the tournament. So <laughs> the way it was last, I didn't go to it last year. I might come this year. I don't know. It, it really just there. depends. You should come. Yeah, I might come. come. I, like I said, I think you should even just get. I mean, you should you. I can't it. play golf. What you mean? There's people out there. Everybody can't play golf. I mean, Listen. there's a lot of people who can't play golf. No. Mm-mm. I'm not going to even embarrass myself like that. I'll come out and watch everybody at Atlantic Bay play. Okay. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'll get a golf court cart. Golf cart, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, you could be like a volunteer or something to help, like, do stuff. Like, because they'll have, like, last year, I remember there was a lot of Atlantic Bay people there that were just, like, at, like, like there was, like, a specific hole where they were doing, like, games, right? So, you had, like, a, a game where you had to hit the ball and try to make it into a cup. And if you did, you had to take a shot. You know what I mean? It's like little stuff like that that they kind of make it fun along the way where it's just not like golf. Mm-hmm. I mean, you may be able to do something like that. I think that'll be We'll see. <laughs> I don't even know if that's something. <laughs> that's not, I don't want to be dedicated lane. to anything. I want to come. Freelance. If I, yeah, there you go. <laughs> if I come, I'll enjoy myself. I'll stay. I don't want to be obligated to stay. No, uh, you no, know, no. now. I got you. Mm-mm. I got you. Because yeah. golfing ain't my thing, so yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I, I got you, man. But yeah, it's, like I said, that was that was the reason why we didn't record last week was golf, you know, on my part. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna try to do better. <laughs> try to do better. <laughs> but yeah, for me, I mean, I guess what's been going on really is uh, just you know the kids are back in school, so we're back in that normal, regular routine. Oh, uh, blessing school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. So that's that's uh, that's I'm been, so glad that COVID like COVID is over. Because let me tell you, I don't. Y'all had the kids, but y'all didn't have kids in school. And that was a struggle. Yeah. Working with kids in school. Yeah. Yeah. I had two and a baby because Carter was only one at the time. Yeah. And I did it all. Yeah. And it was and the crazy, the crazy thing about it, that's how, like, I always say, like, the human mind is really, really powerful and crazy. And it's all about how you look at things, right? Because I remember when... We were in COVID, like you said. I had two young kids, two kids under you know age of two, two mm-hmm. and two and a newborn. We had a we had a COVID baby, right? Yeah. So you know that was difficult. You know what I'm saying? But like we got down to a routine where like we kind of knew what to do every single day. Obviously, kids are kids; they're gonna do stuff. So you got to react a lot, but we knew how to like divide and conquer. So we made it 
we made it what it was, right? Oh yeah. But like it's funny, like this summer, the kids like they were like we, they were in the summer program, and so like once they got out of the summer program, like literally when they were just home all day, that joint was so difficult. It was so difficult dealing with the kids and working and balancing all of that. You know what I'm saying? But we because, did it because back then you had a newborn, like you said, newborns all they do the 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 all they do is sleep all day. I mean, realistically, I mean, a so newborn. It depends. So it depends on their sleeping pattern. Because some babies, like for instance, Sloan, she did. She was like now was like that, but Sloan was the opposite. So Sloan actually slept at night, but during the day, Sloan was up. You know what I mean? Mm. Now, don't get me wrong, she slept, she had naps and slept or whatever, like every baby does, but she was she was up. She was up. And so it, it required like Brooke and I would like would switch off like every two hours, you know, and do things like that. So yeah. it it just required you to be on attention. You know what I mean? Versus oh, now our kids now they can play by themselves and don't really have to have us on attention, but still even within that, they find them being just, home, yeah. them being like just rowdy, loud, yeah. exactly like that. Yelling, that's what fighting. Exactly, and that's what I was saying. Like it just yeah. with with them being home, you know, during the summer after the summer program was over, it made like that felt daunting. Just them being home that short period of time versus we had like years of COVID where they were home every day and it didn't. Like looking back, like it was difficult, but it really it really won't like that bad for when you really think about it. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. So when COVID happened for me, I had what a fifth grader, fifth fifth going into the sixth grade so basically transitioning from intermediate to middle school yeah, that's huge. Yeah. so she was going from having one teacher for the day to now six teachers yeah, 14 yeah, yeah. <laughs> right and then she uh then i had uh someone who was going into kindergarten mm -hmm. right yeah kindergarten or first grade i can't remember yeah no it was kindergarten it was kindergarten okay 2020 right 2021 20, 20, 2021 20, i guess depends 20 no because it was it happened in march so it was still yeah she was, was so she was in daycare yeah we took her out of daycare she started kindergarten i think in that fall yeah yeah okay. yeah or first grade one of the two i can't remember but she at the time she could read of course but it wasn't to the extent of her reading how to log into something or her reading how to register for something yeah so her classes was like, they would last like 45 minutes. You would have to log out, log back in. And it was like that all from 7 a.m. until 2 p.m. when be, when um, her school let out. Gotcha. And <laughs> imagine having to work and do that. And then on top of that, it was only so much that they can cover and so much attention that they could get yeah. from a child that young. So yeah. then... We had to teach them the core stuff. So I had to teach her how to really read, how to do her spelling, how to learn all her sight words, how to do her math myself. So we literally, I'll be sitting there working on the loan and I'll look down and say, okay, pick out this word and show it to me and spell it. Like just yeah. <laughs> as we're there. And then yeah. Carter somewhere on the other side of me, one years old, just yeah. kind of like, mommy, <laughs> mommy. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Like, yeah, that was tough. Like I said, I, I mean, again, I'm looking back like, yo, that was crazy. Like, you know how sometimes you look like when you're in it, you just got to persevere and go through it. But yeah. like when you look back, you're like, yo, that was crazy. Like, it was. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, I'll never want to do that again. Yeah, I, I remember when I gave kudos. I listen. I was like, look, y'all, y'all have it. I can never be a teacher. Yeah, yeah, I ain't got I'm it in me. <laughs> I ain't built for it. Yeah, man. yeah. yeah I was <laughs> even like. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I never That's was too much. Able to be a teacher. Man. No. Yeah. I don't mm -hmm. have I, I got patience, but I don't have the 
the patience no. to deal with other people's kids like that. That part. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, it's my child, so I got to kind of have to have the patience a little bit. I know mm-hmm. that, that word, the word you said I did was terrible right there. But yeah, like other people's children, like my temper will mm-hmm. be a lot shorter, mm-hmm. a lot shorter. So. Well, either that or you'll just be like, whatever. Do what you want to do. Yeah. Whatever. And that's not right. <laughs> exactly. Whatever. But um, but yeah. So um, golf and I've been like I said have a slight accept- obsession since the summer. We've been doing it pretty much weekly, sometimes twice a week. Um, my son he started football, which was really really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had his second game this past weekend, and uh, he scored his first touchdown. Okay, yeah, so that was that was really dope. Um, you know, it was it was. Uh, <laughs> It was funny because he had his first game, you know, obviously the week before, and uh, he was just kind of out there looking a little lost. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? And uh, it's partly my know. fault because I, you know, in the backyard, we would like practice, but we were practicing like two hand touch and, you know, some of the different nuances that they were doing, like he wasn't prepared for. So immediately after that game, you know how it is, uh, parents, I would say, especially fathers out there, when you got your son, you want them to do the, the best that they can, you know, at least, you know, give them all the, the, the tools to be able to do the best that they can. Like, you know, he was up there tagging the kids versus pulling their flags because they're playing flag football. So I'm like, look, I ordered some flags literally that day. Went all ordered some flags on Amazon. They came like Monday. And then that whole week, every single day, we went outside. We practiced some pulling flags. I was showing them how to do it, showing them how to run away from kids because when he was running, he was looking back at the kids. So he wasn't running as fast as. So we practiced all of that. My boy, next game, went out there and scored a touchdown. Man. So that was that was. <laughs> That was cool, man. That almost uh, almost made me made me cry, man. That was it was a big thing. And my dad was cold because my dad came out and um, he was able to like see it as well, you know. And my son, he didn't even know that his pop pop was at the game. So. Do they practice or is it just games on Saturday? Yeah, so they practice too. So they practice before the game. Oh, okay. Similar, okay. I think you were similar, like, yeah, 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 that's yeah, how Carter. Yeah, 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 that's so, how Carter was. Yeah, so they practice uh, for thirty minutes and they play the game for about forty five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't care for that. Because they say, oh, well, it's because, you know, they're, uh, their attention span. And I'm like, okay, we're going to get them to practice for 30 and then another 45 yeah. all in one day. Yeah. Like, that's a lot to me. No, it's a lot. It's definitely, definitely different. Definitely <laughs> not what I'm accustomed to. You know, I'm mm-hmm. accustomed to the practicing throughout the week or practicing yeah. just one day out of the week. And then, At least one day, you yeah, know, give yeah. them a break. Yeah. And that way when they show up, warm up, and then you play. Yeah. But yeah. that age group, that's what they do. Yeah. 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 So, it was, so it was cool. Like I said, he scored. Uh, he was excited. Um, and I remember my son is five now like my dad was coaching me when i was five so me and my dad were kind of talking about like next year uh, coaching him you know and whatever sport he wants to play if it's football basketball whatever um, so that was cool and after that um we went to odu's football game so that was really really cool as well um odu played against uh wake forest and uh sucks man because they were up 24 to 7 and then they ended up losing 27 to 24 they let wake forest come back in the fourth quarter and uh, Wake Forest was was uh, undefeated, still are undefeated now since they beat ODU. But it was a really, really good game. Shout out to uh, Atlantic Bay. They uh, hooked uh, me and my family up with some really, really good tickets. We were right there in the end zone, the lodge area. Um, so that was really, really nice. Uh, and then my, my kids had a great time. They was dancing to all the music and everything and, you know, just really enjoying themselves. And my son, like I said, he started to kind of have like a, uh, a liking for football. So him being able to play a game and then literally two hours later, go watch an actual, you know, college game. That was pretty dope. And also shout out to, um, my boy, Lewis. Um, I know he's an avid listener. Uh, his nephew plays for ODU and he scored two touchdowns. He was actually, on oh, ESPN. Nice. yeah, he was on ESPN. So that was a yeah, freshman. Uh, nah, he's a junior. Okay. He's a junior. Yeah. Yeah. He's from this area okay. as well from Norfolk. 
Yeah. And, um, yeah, he, he, I mean, he, he balled out that game. He did everything he could. He scored two touchdowns. He plays, the thing about it, he plays defense too. That's what the crazy part. He didn't even play offense. So, you know, defense is not accustomed yeah. to scoring touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It's mainly offense, right? So he was able to catch an interception and return mm-hmm. it back for a touchdown. And he also got returned to fumble for a touchdown. So, oh, wow. Yeah, that was pretty dialed. That is pretty text, cool. texting Lewis. He's like, I'm watching yeah. it on TV. I'm watching it on TV. Yeah. So, um, so that was pretty weird as well. But, the week before, I took, so I took, um, Carter to a football game. No, Carter and Amaya. Jada didn't want to go. She was like, I don't like football. So she stayed home with her dad. But me, Carter, and Maya, we went to a high school football game. We went to, what was it? Oscar Smith and uh, Graybridge, I think it was. Yeah, I think think those were the two. Chesapeake. Oh, they did. Horribly. And then the, the very next day, we took them um, to Battle of the Bay, Norfolk State versus Hampton. Oh, yeah. And that, that, was, that was probably dope, right? Yeah, yeah. it was real cool. And, yeah. like, my daughter, she used to play trumpet, so she was, like, really interested in the band. So she was like, oh, my gosh. Like, Friday night, she saw the band play. She was like, oh, they're good. And, you know, college level the very next day, she was like, whoa. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because like, she's a freshman in high school, too. Now, yeah, so she's yeah. a freshman. But yeah. she gave up. She said she didn't want to do band because she didn't want to she didn't want to be on the field and she also didn't want i think there's another portion to it that she didn't want to do so she was, she just gave it up i was like oh, okay gotcha. but i talked to my um my young my youngest daughter i was like well what do you want to do she was like i think i want to play violin i was like oh okay no. i didn't i didn't think that she would i would i i take her for like a flute player okay or maybe a um clarinet but okay. not i played the clarinet when i was I never played an instrument. Yeah. Well, that was Ever. when you kind of like, at least when I was in school, like they like, I ain't say made you, but like you participated in music. So then like you had to kind of like, there was like different music instruments, I guess you can say. And then you kind of had to like play it. I mean, it wasn't like something. I bypassed that because I yeah. never took a music class in high school. I took art. Well, I'm talking about, and I'm, like, I'm, I took high photography. I'm talking about um, even before that. Like I'm usually yeah. speaking about your daughter's age. Uh, you said she's where she like, how was your, your middle child? Eight. Eight, yeah, yeah. So I'm talking about like that age. Like, you know, you had music class when you were that young, right? Right now. Yeah, but yeah. we didn't get instruments. Oh, you didn't? Yeah. We had to So like, she's in to... third grade. She's not gonna get instruments until fifth and sixth grade. Gotcha. Yeah. Well I was in um I was in college parliamentary, so I can't remember what what grade, third, fourth, or fifth, but I know we, we had to take music class and then they would actually like depending on if you wanted to play the clarinet or play whatever, um, and then we actually were able to like rent the instruments and like practice at home because we had like a um, a performance, I guess, a concert or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She said violin, though. So I was like, all okay. right, we'll see. <laughs> you know, once she uh, is in a classroom where there's options, mm-hmm. she she's the type of person that likes to browse and see what she likes. So okay. she'll literally pick up each instrument and like check it out and see if she likes it. I, I can't stand <laughs> shopping with her. That's a woman. That's not like that's a woman shopping. Listen, Every I'm woman. a woman, <laughs> and I don't do that. Like I'm not. When I go to the store, I go to the store for a purpose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll look around and remember, like, oh, I forgot to get. I need toilet paper. Oh, I forgot I needed that. But to go and to just like look at something and just really examine each one until I have an understanding as to what I want. And, uh, I'm not that kind of shopper. Yeah, I, I used to dread having to go shopping with my mother. With my mother. That's how she is, man. She would like, I know how people even do to this day, like now, you know, online shopping is kind of taking 
you know, the world by the yeah. last 15 yeah. years. So people, so convenient. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's typically how I do everything. But, like, I remember my mother used to, like, go get stuff. Like, we'd be in a, like, store shopping, lighting for clothes. And she would get stuff, try it on, put it in her, in her oh, cart, no. and then, like, ride around. Like, you know, go around, look at the stuff, and say, oh, I like this better. Put that back on. Try like It was, like, a whole thing. And I'm like, yo, this is ridiculous. So, I even, um, I be, I be seeing Brooke. She does it sometimes, or not sometimes, all the time. But like where she'll go online when she's online shopping, she'll put a whole bunch of stuff in her cart and then she'll like kind of like sift through, okay, hey, what am I actually going to end up buying? Like, oh, okay. I do that yeah. when it comes to online shopping, yeah. just so I can remember it. Yeah. yeah. Because what happens is, is with online shopping, right? If you go through and let's say this website has like 50 pages of whatever of it is. Yeah. So you put it in your cart so then that way you don't have to if you didn't already to got the to 30 the 30th yeah, page you don't got to go pick, yeah, yeah to figure it out so you put it in your cart that's the way you like filter so you can yeah. go back to it easily yeah that makes sense i know <laughs> she she always gets on me because for me what i always do if i see something i like i just like like how i how i shop is like if i'm looking for something and i see it and meets my needs i just go ahead and like i say okay that's what i want Versus like some people like what she does is she'll like look at everything. Like you said, put everything in her cart and mm -hmm. then she'll go back and then kind of make it sift through made a decision. Like, I don't do that. I just like fine. If it meets my needs, I go ahead. I don't have to go through all 30 pages. But, oh yeah. So, no. That's See, I know that's kind of Yeah, it's a science for me. Yeah. I look at the material. I look at like how much what percentage material is being used for. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I want to know how it's gonna feel too, not just how it looks, but yeah. that's just me. <laughs> But um, since then, I mean, like I said, we went to football, too. And then last week, actually, Maya had a tournament, a volleyball tournament at the it's called Endless Summer in um, the ocean at the oceanfront at the Virginia Beach Sports Center on 19th. Yeah. And uh, I guess it was all the high schools in the area, including like some of North Carolina, because we border really yeah. North Carolina. And it, we walked in there and I, I don't think I've ever seen the Virginia Beach Sports Center so packed because we used to do TVA. So obviously we frequent that location often. We were there a couple times a week. Um, but that Saturday, oh my gosh, it was so many people. There wasn't a court that was open oh, wow. for anything. I yeah, it was days, like both sides. Both, days, yeah, 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 so um, that particular Saturday, she had to be at um, her high school that morning at like 6 a.m. So I dropped her off and then I met them in Virginia Beach and I literally stayed at the tournament from like 9 a.m. until it was over at five something. Oh, it was wow. crazy. Yeah. Oh, it was like a a, a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, I ain't worked a nine to five and <laughs> I don't know how long. Right, right, right. <laughs> but it was cool. It was really cool. She she had fun. They lost almost every game. I was about to ask you how did they do it? Oh man, listen. They lost almost every game. Dang. But this past Wednesday, Maya played and um on the second set she aced like 14 points in a row wow and you got to get to 25. so she was carrying the squad that's what Let, that, like. that, that game squad. that particular game she yeah. did yeah <laughs> did they end up winning it I'm oh they won okay. yeah 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 they won that night I was like okay that's what's up yeah boosted her confidence up a little bit yeah <laughs> she's playing JV, I think you said, right? Yeah, she okay. plays JV. Yeah, but that it it was funny because her uh, her coach she she went to Jackson State, I think. Oh, word! Okay. And she had she received mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
she received the um, Volleyball Hall of Fame. So she wasn't actually coaching this week. Okay. She was down south. And so the coach, yeah. And so the coach, the varsity coach, threw it in. And so Maya did all that stuff in front of her. Varsity coach? Oh, word. I was like, like, oh, you showing out? (laughs) Yeah, she probably going to, they're going to probably try to move her up before the end of the season. Because I know that the JV season, I think, end before the varsity season, dude. That's typically how it was. I don't know how volleyball is. Yeah, I mean, you know, hopefully they do. I I, I can see with, um, as long as Maya stopped getting in her head, you know. Do you know how the varsity's doing? Are they are they doing well? I don't know. Okay. Mm-mm. We don't stay. Don't stay for those games. Okay. They they try to encourage them to stay and stuff like that, but I'd be like, look. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go. It's time to go. <laughs> and most of the time I got the two little ones with me. They don't want to be there anyway. Yeah. Or they do want to be there, but they want to go to the concession stand every two minutes. <laughs> and I'm like, like literally, Carter has associated the school with the concession stand because oh, no, look, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say something. Let's finish. I'm gonna show what my son does. Go ahead. Because every time we get to the school to pick up Maya, he's like, "Can we go outside and get a snack?" And I'm like, "It's not game day. It's just practice." <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious. <laughs> and what usually happens is, is I pick up him and then go get Maya. And every so time he pull up in front of school. You like yo, that's that's the snack place. <laughs> that's the snack lady house. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly yo, that's what funny. he does. And he's like, Can we go in and get a snack? And I'm like, No, this is just practice. It's not a game day. Hey, so I got one like that. That one that one was even better than mine. So my son and my daughter, right, when it comes to them sports, and my son I, I didn't even mention my so my daughter's actually playing soccer right now too. Um, but she just like she out there kind of just like just like not really feeling it. She's more she's She's a girly girl. She's like she does ballet and she does um, gymnastics. I think those are gonna be her her two things that she really likes to do. But um, but wait, about- don't cut her short though because oh, no, the first not- year that Jada did um soccer, she hated it. Mm-hmm. The second time she did it because it was in her mind like I've done this before, mm-hmm. and she killed it. Oh yeah, I'm not. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Whatever they want to do, I'm gonna do it. I'm just saying, like, obviously in the moment right now, she's just not feeling. It, yeah, you know what I'm saying, but. It's funny because my kids, like, they equate to, like, when they play the sports, like, you know, after the game, like, you know, we get, like, snacks or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my son was like, are they giving snacks? Are they? And so they had, this past week, they had, after the game was over, right, like, there was nobody that did any snacks or whatever. And so he was so butter. He was like, oh, they're, they're, they're not, they're nobody brought snacks? Dad, where, where are they at? Oh, like. And so it's just funny, like so all the sports they ever played is always like you know you get a Gatorade or a juice and like a yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So it's just so funny, like they like look forward to that, like that they, they look forward to that part more than the actual game. More so. than, <laughs> listen, Carter has played basketball oh, before, man, and you know how funny, some man. parents they it's bring funny, in, man. they bring bring in like if if let's say for example the snack is chips, yeah. and so. They'll just bring the whole box type of thing. Yeah, that's me. And so, yeah. It's our turn. Yeah. Yeah. So then what happens is for kids in that age group, they see the box. And I've literally, Carter has literally been playing basketball. They run up and and lock in and see the chips. And he like. (laughs) That game don't matter no more. (laughs) (laughs) He look at me like, it's snacks. I'm like, but you got to play the game first. You don't get the snack until you're done. Yo, that's so funny. I used to hate when Pierce did that. Oh, my gosh. I used to be like, hide the snacks until the game is I keep mine in the car. Yeah, I keep mine in my truck. And I ain't bring it out until like. 
when the game is getting ready to end, or then like you go get it. Like yeah, talking to them, that's when I go get it because you're right. Yeah, that that's yeah, it's that's, such a distraction. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And yeah. he did that with basketball and football, yeah. and it's like it's it almost makes you feel like the outside perception is that you don't feed your kids. Yeah, it do. <laughs> like, they starve, like, they ain't nothing, like, they don't eat, like, y'all be like, yo, blah, 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 yo, just, yeah, that's funny. Like, that's I hilarious. just fed you, what you mean? Now you trying to embarrass me? <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious, man. That's hilarious, so. Yeah, that's, yeah. you know, and also, um, something else I did, which I love, especially this time of the year, man, I love, I love this time of year. I love fall, man, I love football, the weather's starting to break, the mornings are cooler. Mm -hmm. Like, I love it, like, um, I love cooking on the grill as everybody I mentioned that several times yeah. here. So my son loves my ribs. So I made some ribs last weekend as well. Um, so those were delicious. Like I'm eating crusty things. Yeah, eat That's delicious. funny. I made some too. I made some on Sunday. When did you make yours? I made mine on Sunday. That's too. funny. Yeah, I typically like like Saturday, like I said, Saturday we was at the football game, so we was running around, kind of yeah. family stuff. So by the time I get home, I kinda like we normally to go on Saturday. That's normally how it goes. Like yeah. we're like running around throughout the day. But um, Sundays is like my day football season's in. So like I literally wake up, we'll clean. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then like, boom, I'll lock in and like, you know, cook on the grill, get the grill. I, I normally like to grill up like 10 o'clock that morning, get everything ready. Okay. You know, I'll just, you know, uh, prep the food. And, yeah. You know, rock and roll. So I, um, so I don't know. So I like to grill, but I don't like to clean the grill. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so before we used to have these big obnoxious grills. And it would be like, yeah. And so it would be like, you know. Shout out to Trigger. Yeah, Trigger. <laughs> and so it would be like, we, we didn't have that brand. But we had one that was like your cast iron, your big grill, right? And then it had like the smoker, the the third attachment on the side. Like yeah, the yeah, second, yeah, yeah. the yeah. little thing on the side. And so just cleaning that stuff, keeping up with it. I feel like the, the, the grill, I had only charcoal. I didn't have. um Pellets. Yeah, that or yeah. the gat or the um, yeah, propane yeah, or anything yeah. like that. So it just used to be horrible trying to clean that stuff. And yeah. so my cousin went and got me some little $50 grill, like the old school, you know, the red with the red top. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he went and bought me one of those. So it was like, here, you could just use something like this. When I tell you I love that little grill. So on Sunday, I said, you know what? I'm going to make me some. I, I made a. um some chicken i made some ribs and i made steak on the grill okay and so easy to clean oh my gosh so easy to clean so easy to start especially when you're doing charcoal like because you know charcoal can't be a little obnoxious to kind of yeah. get it going yeah i had that thing smoking in five minutes i was like okay this is perfect hey, for I'm, me hey look i'm for telling me. you i'm telling you <laughs> i don't know if you or your husband like to like cook like I'm telling you, because I, I know what you mean by that grill. He ain't a griller. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I was going to say as far as like, because I grew up charcoal. Like, that's that's like my dad, even to this day, right? I've never used a gas grill in my life. Like, I've never done that before. I've always used a charcoal grill. So, what Brooke actually got me for my birthday, like, I think a year, it was like a year or two ago during the pandemic, mm -hmm. was a trigger grill, mm -hmm. which is a pellet grill, mm -hmm. which is kind of like the happy median, because like you said, charcoal grill, I used to hate having to clean all those ashes and I mean, it just like you said, it took like 30 to 45 minutes just to get the coals where it needed to be. Yeah. It was a long process. But the Traeger, it uses the pellets. And then it also, you know, it kind of has that same type of mechanism, almost like a gas grill in a sense. But it's not like even like, with the, you know, having to get a gas tank and all of that or whatever. And you can literally cook and you get the same charcoal flavors that, to me, a charcoal grill tastes better than 
gas grill. So you get the same like charcoal flavors that you do, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's less time. Like you said, I can turn my grill on and I got it. I have I have everything on my phone. I, I feel like I've seen the fellas in the in the grocery store. I mean, yeah, the, yeah, the, they're, the they're store. Like the Home Depot. And yeah, Louise, I, I feel saying. like I've seen them. Like, usually flavors of them, like, you know, like hickory, pecan, like. Well, I, mean, I use the apple smoke wood yeah, pieces. Yeah, yeah. Wood so chips. like the wood. Yeah. Wood yeah. Chips, yeah, yeah and yeah. I put that with my charcoal. Yeah, you can put that under the grill. Yeah. 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 So. Um, but I was just saying the pellet grill to me, I, I fell in love with it because like it, it kind of meshes both of them together. Like the problems that you would normally have with a charcoal grill, you don't have it. The cleanup is really nothing. I mean, unless you're just, you know, cleaning the crates as far as the food has been on it, which you're going to have to do that anyway. anyway yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the cleanup, I mean, there's no, there's nothing, you know? Yeah. And then it, I can do everything. I can literally, I can right now be at home and do everything on my phone. Like I can start the grill, all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's so it's, yeah, yeah. And literally, it literally like maybe five or 10 minutes it takes to heat up to like 400 degrees. So, yeah, nah. Yeah, so it's dope. I, I will, and, uh, uh, this this is a futuristic grill. So how much this grill cost? Uh, well, it was a birthday present. So I, I mean, I kind of know because I I looked it up. But <laughs> you know, <see>? yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was trying to see how much she paid for that thing. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm special. Because so you know, I mean, I don't know how you is like. She bought me something that spent that type of money. I'm like, okay, so I gotta be in that same ballpark when it comes to you know my gift. You know what I'm saying? Like or or higher. I gotta outdo that. You know what I'm saying? I can't come and give her. You know, some flowers after she didn't spent, you know, some money I mean, on the grill. Right? I hope that you won't just get flowers if somebody buy a grill, even if it wasn't a trash. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, as far as I know, that, that may just be me. When somebody gives me a gift and I know they spent some type of money on uh-huh. it, that now makes me feel not even just my wife, but just in general. Somebody uh-huh. spent some type of money on something uh-huh. that makes me feel obligated to kind of be in that same type of ballpark as far as cost with their with their gift. You okay. Know, I, I think that's only right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, it, the logic is there, definitely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so outside of that, I mean, I really haven't really done anything. I mean, yeah. I uh, for the last couple of weeks. Man. Yeah. It's been a busy summer, so. Yeah, definitely slow motion. Now. I had um, I had a uh, I have watched selling, selling OC, which is kind of real estate related. Yeah, I seen and that. And that show is a trip. It is. It is crazy. Yeah, I watched that too. But what I do like about that show, though, is that they actually do close deals. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, it's yeah. a lot of the real estate shows that are on there and it's just for entertainment. There's not really like an emphasis on how much they're closing. Correct. And so I do like the fact that they actually are doing business and it looks like they're about to even open another selling mexico yeah cabo cabo shout out to my fact i want to go to cabo yeah it does look yeah, really cool look fun like, yeah that don't look real and fun. i like i like mykonos i like that place it looks really cool greece, too yeah, greece, greece yeah. yeah my parents are actually getting ready to go to they're not going there but they're going to athens and they're going to um another part of greece i can't remember they told me yeah going to greece in, uh, next month in october okay so, yeah yeah i listen i need a vacation yeah one of the two that show was good man um it was you know brooke and i we i think we finished it in like two like it's like eight or nine episodes we finished yeah. like, like two days two three days you know but see man? that's the thing though the the episodes are only like, like what 30, 20 minutes yeah like 30 minutes i think or something yeah. the, it says 30 but don't they got like commercials and stuff i feel like or something i think nah. it ends up only being like 20 minutes yeah because yeah. they go by so fast. That's how you can get through them so fast. Yeah. Yeah. We literally locked in and like yeah. watched it in two days, like over a weekend, I think, or maybe like Sunday, Monday or something. But, but yeah, I, I like the show too, man. I, I was, um, I've seen all, all of those like selling whatever. I, I pretty much watched all of them. And yeah. I honestly, for me, I just, the re- one of the reasons I watch it is because I don't really like drama stuff. And that's like what they do with a lot of drama filled stuff. But like you said, I like the houses. 
Like I've always wanted to like either own one of those houses like that they have out there in Cali mm-hmm. or um Airbnb or, like, yeah, or Airbnb yeah. one or just even like maybe like short term, maybe go out there for a month and just kind of like rent it for a month or something like that. I've always just liked the uh, architecture of those types of houses out there. Yeah, you know it is pretty cool. I yeah. know my too. Yeah. You see those houses and you just like, man, goals. Those, yeah. those are major goals. Like the people who buy those houses, if you ever really listen to like the the show, like people are buying those houses cash too. You're yeah. not really ever hearing about like finance and stuff like that. Like these people are actually like buying the house straight up as cash. Correct. Yeah. And, That's inspiration, man. And right now, it seems like a lot of the houses are being remodeled. It, I mean, it's very similar to here locally. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's that time where all those houses that were built 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years ago, they're starting to be remodeled because the way you lived back then, even when I think about my childhood home, it's not even similar to what my house looks like now. Right. So just having those updates and getting those houses kind of back to or in today's look yeah is what's going on and it's happening worldwide as we can see yeah (laughs) yeah yeah but um all right guys so last week we were not able to do exercise your knowledge it had been so long um since we have been on air with you guys that we just kind of freestyled it but now we're back (laughs) and today's exercise your knowledge question is if you are self-employed what is used to calculate your income? I think that's a great question. Sweet I question. feel like we've touched on this before. So I feel like most of you who follow us, you should be ans- able to answer this question right away. Yeah. But for all the people who are coming that are new, we will reveal the answer later on in the segment. Yeah. Something that prompted us to even bring this up is I actually, right before we started uh, recording mm-hmm. this uh, podcast this morning, Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a buyer come by that I'm helping that's closing next month mm-hmm. and um, she's self-employed. Mm-hmm. She does hair. She's in cosmetology. And, yeah. uh, you know, there were there were things that she didn't know that we needed. And that kind of prompted this question, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah. it's doing. All right. So today's topic is going to be <clears throat> it's going to be a little bit all over the place. Right. Mm-hmm. We're going to touch on a couple of different things that we've seen that happen in the industry. Um, here in the last like few months, topics that have been brought up, things that have happened. And, you know, obviously we're going to give our opinion. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll let you go ahead and get started because I know that this one, this topic is like huge because yeah. it's affecting the entire industry, not yeah. just mortgage bankers, but also real estate agents. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It's and huge. the companies they work for. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's huge. Um, you know, there's, I think it was towards the end of last year. Um, where I believe it was FHA um, allowed for real estate agents to become loan officers, um, just like what we do, right? Mortgage loan yeah. officer, mortgage professionals. So mm-hmm. um, that means on those types of deals that are FHA, um, they're allowing for uh, a person to be a real estate agent in that equation and also a loan officer, not on the exact same transaction, but just being able to carry both licenses at the same time. And so, you know, in our industry, we've been having a lot of conversations about that. Um, a lot of real estate agents have been looking into getting licensed as a mortgage professional. I've had a lot of them reach out to me personally, just kind of ask, like, hey, what's the criteria? What does it look like? Like, hey, I know, you know, the conversations we have, but I really don't know what you do as far as like on day to day type of thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I it's it's uh, it's one of those things where. 
I I don't know, man. I, I'm kind of still uh, indifferent about it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've even spoken to, I got a guy who's an agent down in Florida because I'm licensed in Florida who's created this model where he's a real estate agent, right? And he has a team. So he has a team of, I think it was like maybe like 10 to 12 agents that are up under him, right? So he's got a team. And what he's done is he's now created this mortgage company and he has all of his team members that is on his real estate firm or real estate team, I should say, um, sending him those deals, you know, on the mortgage side. So he's been able to really capitalize and kind of create like a business around, mm-hmm. you know, what is allowed. So he's holding his real estate license, kind of like in a referral kind of position, I guess you yeah. could say, as a team leader. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not actively showing houses and doing that, but he's the leader of the team. So he's giving advice, showing them how to, you know, enter contracts, all that. But he's also doing the mortgages on all of those deals that that his team has. Right. Yeah. So he's really been able to maximize on both sides because he's getting he's able to get a refer like a refer a referral fee on the real estate side and also just a portion because they're on his team. <clears throat> and then he's also getting paid fully on the mortgages that he's uh, originating for those loans as well. So and see, that's the part where it's, it gets a little um, that's a real big gray area because technically from a mortgage standpoint, I can't pay an agent to send me referrals. Correct. Right. And that's something that <laughs> is um, frowned upon on when it comes to like RESPA and yeah. some of the CLP. federal laws yeah. that we're required to abide by. But I guess what from their perspective, it sounds like um, allegedly that because it's considered a referral fee due to his real estate title that that doesn't fall under you know the 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 violation for the CFPV and RESPA yeah, yeah so it's it's a slippery slope and i i believe based on my opinion that um once the CFB CFBP <laughs> gets wind of what's going on and it becomes a situation where you're steering people yeah. to a particular person for a fee that it's going to be an issue and all of those mortgage companies all of those mortgage individuals will be fined individually yeah. and that's the part that they don't probably quite understand yeah. because if something happens it's not only the company that you work for that can be penalized. The individual can be penalized as well as far as the mortgage side goes. Yeah. I know that, you know, sometimes it's a little real estate agents, their rules and what they can do is a little bit more flexible than what we can do. Yeah. So, but from the perspective of what they're doing, I just don't feel I don't feel comfortable picking up a a real estate license and working both sides of the tra- of the deal. Like yeah. I'm not going to be your agent and your loan officer because if something goes wrong, then what? Yeah. They are agents already have something in place currently to this day that um that they're having issues with and that's when a person represents both the buyer and the seller. Yeah. So if if that's already an issue that's (laughs) that's alive and we know like that's something that they have to be careful with now today. So what's the difference between 
mortgage. If you were to be a mortgage loan officer and an agent, there's yeah. no difference. Yeah, because there's honestly you're just, stirring the pot. <laughs> just exactly, just being honest. There's there's really to me there's no way that you can act in someone's best interest representing both sides. As far as you know, if you're help on the helping a buyer, also helping a seller on the same house. Correct. Like I, I, I just there's one of them is not going to get the full. Attention um, that is not needed. Not even attention, just the, you know. The Disclosures or yeah, information yeah, just, or, yeah, just, you know. Yeah, yeah they're just the interest is like, hey, you should look out for this or, hey, you should think about this because you're having to pull one to get the other. Like, it's just, it's like, it's like right. tug of war. Like, you can't do one without, you know, hampering the other one. You're right. doing the same transaction. So I just think that, like, just like what you said, Sophie, the example you gave, I mean, I, I just think that it's something that, you know, right now is, is, legal right i guess you know or, well it's yeah, it's wow. a gray it's yeah, a it's, it's a gray it's area, a gray area and they're like taking once, advantage of it yeah, but, but once like once you know once things start to you know happen negatively because you know people are going to start complaining mm -hmm. or start you know then i feel like they're gonna they're gonna bring you know they're gonna kind of fall back on some of the different things that they're allowing right now when it comes to that for sure exactly yeah. exactly and then i know that like right now even companies like remax um, I, I believe this this week they're going to be settling a fifty five fifty five million dollar um, settlement, and they haven't really put out like what's really going on just yet. Because yeah. obviously they're settling, so yeah. there's things that are not disclosed to the public. But Correct. it has something to do with how the listing agent pays out the buyer's agent. So if you don't know, whenever you're purchasing a house. Technically, the buyer does not pay their agent. Yeah, the buyer's agent is paid from the listing agent, and so somewhere between when the listing agent gets paid and how they pay the buyer's agent for that transaction, there's something going on with that. Yeah, well, and, technically, technically, the seller—I would say the seller is kind of the one that's technically paying the buyer's agent. Remember what yes, out of the seller? I know what I said. You said listing agent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, the listing yeah. agent. Yeah, so the listing agent is not like Seller. money. Yeah, the se Seller's agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, yeah, the seller is technically out of the money that yeah. they have from selling the house. It's kind of known that both sides gets 3%, um, you know, when it comes to the transaction. So there's just been a lot of, you know, some things, I guess, that haven't been done compliantly or ethically yeah. that, you know, with obviously with that amount, how much was it? Like 50 something million? 55 million. I, yeah, that's a large amount. So you yeah. can tell, I mean, if they're selling for that, I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot, a lot of mishaps going on at, at a high level for that to to be the settlement amount for sure. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing. So that's one. That's another thing. So there's nothing that says that a real estate agent is required to get three percent. That's true. Of that's just kind of like a listing a, price. That's it's, just it's a, it's a understanding. Like yes. I would say just an understanding in the industry. It's the typical know? amount. Yeah. 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 Because if and you got because so, I've even seen. And it's crazy, like you'll have, you know, on because my my wife, she has a real estate license. So, you know, I'm kind of tapped in a little bit to some mm -hmm. different things that are being done. Mm -hmm. um, and like, it's crazy because you'll have like listing agents who will put on a listing. Hey, when, if you bring a buyer to this house, you're only going to get 2% commission. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And and it's really kind of messed up for real. You know what I mean? Especially if they're getting a full 3%. And you're getting two percent. Like the the right thing to do in my mind would be, hey, both of us get two and a half percent. You know, but what they're doing is to be able to secure some of these listings, mm -hmm. right? And that's probably along the lines of what Remax did. I, I'm not sure, so I don't want to assume. But what I have seen in the industry 
is that you'll have a um, an agent who's uh, going after listings, right? So they're strictly going after home buyers or not home buyers, but strictly going after um, people who are looking to sell their home. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, hey, you know, typically out here in the market, as a seller, you're going to pay 6%. You're going to pay 3% for me to list your house and then 3% to the buyer's agent who brings the buyer to your house. But you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to market that we're only going to have to pay the buyer's agent 2% to buy your house. So therefore, instead of you getting or some of you having to pay out 6%, you're only going to pay out 5% through my commission, which is 3% and 2% for the buyer's agent. But that really is not, that's not cool. You know what I'm saying? No. It's not cool and it's not fair. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like now, now there's different situ- uh, circumstances. Like if you have a situation where there's just not enough equity in the home. So when the person's selling it, like there's not enough money for them to be able to pay the full commission. Mm-hmm. That's understandable. But sure. to go in and to market that and be that's the way you're leveraging, mm-hmm. trying to get that selling or get that, I mean, get that, um, that listing from that mm-hmm. seller. Like that's not okay. Man. No. And, I, that's what and I'm do. even seeing it to where like, um, there's some companies out there that will list your property and it's all done online. Yeah. And they'll mm-hmm. they'll say that they're not paying a certain amount towards the buyer or they'll market themselves to be really, really low. It, it yeah, it's we don't know. This is all, you know, just what we outside looking in. But yeah. what what has come up though, and because of this type of settlement and the information that we do know, I do know that that has brought up um the idea of a buyer paying the fees for their agent mm-hmm. possibly in the future. Mm-hmm. So what that means is, is that that said, for example, that 6% that we spoke about six for 3% going towards the listing agent and 3% going towards the buyer agent. Usually the seller is the person who covers both of those fees. Correct. And so what they're potentially looking at is that 3%, is the, when the seller lists their house, they pay 3% to their agent. And then when the buyer is looking to buy a house, they pay their agent and that will change the game. Man, that'll change the game. Like, yes. I, you know, we, look, Sophie, I know we can speak to this. We dealing with buyers who be- Don't have the money for- nothing to even buy the house, just on, on, on yes. GP. I'm talking about situations where the seller's paying all your closing costs, yep. their own closing costs, yep. all the agent's fees. And all they really got to do is just- you know, show that they got a dollar to their name and it's not negative each one. We have difficulties with that with a lot of first time home buyers. So, yeah, so now you're talking about them trying to have it to pay potentially their own closing costs, which mm-hmm. could be about what, you know, $9,000 at your average price point. Yep. And then now having to pay maybe an additional $9,000 on top of any down payment requirements or whatever. Like, yeah, you know, that's going to really But ultimately, hard. though, I think that with this new rule, It'll help with the amount of defaults that happen. Correct. Because because you don't really you the qualify you you really gonna have to qualify like yeah. you know I, I agree with you because I me and you talked about it several times like mm-hmm. you know I help we help people buy houses all the time and I'm gonna be honest with you I feel like the gatekeeper the way to get the way to buy a house is not very difficult no like the criteria as far as what you need it's and not, all that it's very lenient yeah, it's very lenient so I feel like if they were to do something like this then this would definitely strengthening that buyer that's buying a house and so therefore the likelihood of them defaulting is very very low yeah now obviously you know agents can get pretty savvy loan officers can get pretty savvy on how they structure things right so if if i was a buyer's agent and my buyer had to pay me off top 
I am going to negotiate closing costs for you. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't even be an option, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of like take some of the the fees off of off of my buyer, so they yeah. can qualify. But that's not gonna that that's not gonna fix the issue. They yeah. still have to pay their down payment potentially, and they still have to potentially pay their agent. Correct. So. You know, and you know they're gonna be asking for discounts. You know that. Oh yeah. And I let me just do two percent this time. Yeah. And when I sell it later on, then like you know I'll get to three percent back. Correct. Like, you know that's gonna. It's good. Yeah. It's de- there's gonna be ways that they're gonna, yeah. um, somehow figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna step back into that gray area again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> another thing I wanted to talk about today is, um. Home equity line of credits or HELOCs. That's kind of the the abbreviated term that most people are familiar with. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think HELOCs are something that are very, very useful for folks who <clears throat> excuse me, who purchased a home and have a home and um, are looking to utilize money maybe for another investment. Right? Yeah. Um, because the good thing about a HELOC is typically when you do a HELOC, um, the monthly obligation that you have towards the uh, paying the money back is you don't have to pay the principal back because it's technically your money. It's the equity you have in your home. So all you're really having to pay back is the interest on that money that you're utilizing, mm-hmm. right? So um, that's something that I've even you know done myself. You know, We've got yeah. locks on properties where we've used that money to leverage to buy another property, mm-hmm. right? Instead of utilizing you know the money I've saved from my job that I'm working, mm-hmm. I can utilize the money that my property has earned Correct. Um, and, and and just grow my, you know, my portfolio my that portfolio. way. Yeah. yeah. So that's something that I just want to kind of touch on. Um, I think a lot of people like have shied away from doing it or don't necessarily know that that's how it works. They're thinking like, hey, my payment's going to be this, uh, you know, high number. And that's why I don't want to, you know, tap into the equity that I potentially have in my home. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, obviously right now we've helped a lot of people do refinancing because of the amount of debt that folks are having right now um, with where we are in the our economy. Yeah. But, Another alternative, um, you know, is potentially to do a HELOC. And I always tell people, I, I, I would really look at do the a, numbers. Yeah, yeah, I look at the numbers. And it I, has to make sense if you're looking to. Grow. Yeah, I always. Yeah, I was gonna say for HELOCs, I don't. I would utilize HELOCs for like growing your investments, right? I wouldn't necessarily use a HELOC for like trying to debt consolidate. Like that's not normally how I would try to do it. I don't think that's really the smart way to go. Now you can do that mm-hmm. if you're in a jam or you're in a situation where you're just like dire need. But yeah. I feel that HELOCs are typically there just to utilize the equity and leverage your equity in a home that you own, um, that you're diligent right. on to, you know, buy something else that's an investment. It doesn't have to be another property. It could be, hey, if you wanted to start a business, you know, hey, you found something that you wanted to get into, you can utilize the equity from that home to be able to do that. So, yes. yeah. Yeah. And that brings us to the next point of like, when you get the HELOC or when you get any type of loan product, whether it's a mortgage, whether it's you, you're looking at refi, let your mortgage banker, loan officer, whomever you're working with, let them know what you're looking to do. Yeah. Because we've recently experienced some files where people aren't the most truthful yeah. up front. And it only causes things to fall apart later. Yeah. yeah. So if you know something's going on, we're going to uncover it. If you, you know, it's so many different things. Like if you lie about your your income, we're going to find out that that's not your income. Yeah. <laughs> like I know that some things are 
some things you don't really know you're doing it. Like, for example, I talked to someone yesterday. I asked her, are you full time? Do you work 40 hours a week? And she was like, yeah, I work 40 hours a week. I get her pay stub and it was like 79 hours every two weeks. And usually full time, 40 hours a week, it adds up to 80. And so she was almost there. Right. But from the eye and the, from us, the lender, that ain't the same, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's it. We have to calculate those incomes two different ways. So just trying your best to be as truthful as possible up front will cause less headache in the end, because yeah. when things start falling apart and you two, three weeks in. Then it it doesn't it doesn't end well sometimes yeah, you know obviously we we try our best to make things still happen because at the end of the day we don't want you to be homeless you don't want you to be homeless <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you always have to be as upfront as possible tell the truth as much as you can I know you recently had some issues with like yeah yeah just I mean common yeah I mean just like if, like Sophia said I mean just being truthful about your income yes. or just honestly just like just being full disclosure. Like that's, that, that's all I, that's, a good that, one. that's the big, like, because I feel like, you know, there's information that we would probably need to know mm -hmm. um, that could change the direction of how we're going about things. Mm -hmm. um, but you're feeling that that could also be detrimental to you potentially buying that home. So you withhold it. And that can, like, like Sophia just said, it can only hurt, you know, the situation. And then if there's something that you know that we should know, which we need to know everything, right? So I'm just going to put it out there, everything. Mm -hmm. um, then let us know. So we know how to maneuver it. We can try to get in front of it, try to, you know, be able to best maneuver that situation versus being reactive and always having to try to scramble. And it just makes, it makes, it just causes a lot of stress that really doesn't necessarily need to be done. Yes. That process. So once you've already been pre, once you've been pre-approved, like it shouldn't be a stressful process from that point. It should be a no. situation where, hey, I'm looking to try to buy a home that's within that price point that I'm pre-approved for. Like obviously there's things that come up, um, but it shouldn't be like the things that we should have already known before you're pre-approved. Correct. Like your income and like, you know, your 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 you, what you are to your current employer and all that. Like that should be stuff that we should know up front. Um, like that's you said, I had a situation where, you know, a person had recently owned a company um, but now was an employee to that company. Um, and so that was something that, I mean, for me, I mean, like, hey, if I'm buying a house and I used to own that company, like, I'm going to probably let the person know, like, hey, I used to own the company, but I don't now. And so later on, we find it out. And that just kind of brings us to be suspicious about what's going on. Correct. So then, therefore, that just allows us, or not allows us, but that just has us kind of looking at things in a different way, right? Mm -hmm. um, Those so, in our world are called red flags. Yeah, red flags. You know how yeah. sometimes when you guys are in relationships, you see red <laughs> flags and we ignore them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the mortgage world, we can't ignore them. We can't them. ignore those. Yeah, we give it out money. We can't ignore those. You got to yes. know what's going on. You know yes. what I mean? So, yeah. That's, yeah, so this is being truthful, man. And just like I said, just full over. Disclosure. Yeah, over, like over disclosing. Yeah, over disclosing. Full disclose. Yeah, full disclose. <laughs> over disclosing what's going on, what the different dynamic is. So, uh, I mean, edit anything like, you know, you and your your spouse, like if y'all are going through something and y'all not together technically, but you're married, like just all of that. That's the, we need to know that. Like, yep. you know what I'm saying? Because that could play a part in what's going on. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Or if you pay child support, but, yep. you know, 
Yeah. Oh, y'all got so, an agreement like, hey, like I, I'm not technically like because I've even had people come oh, people yeah. say that to me like, hey, I'm not on child support. I'm not on support. Me and so and so worked out this deal where I'm going to give her five hundred dollars a month. Correct. I need to know that. Correct. Like, well, it's not technically. I'm like, nah. It's we we need to know that. Correct. We have to factor that in. That's something Correct. that you've agreed upon, and we and we can see it on your bank statement. So you gotta we we gotta we gotta factor that in. Or so, this one is a huge one, and and when I tell you we find stuff, we find stuff. So. It was, there was one time where I had a buyer who, and she she was upfront with me. When I mm-hmm. tell you she was upfront, she was upfront as she possibly could be. Mm-hmm. But this is an example of had she not been upfront. So she had a bankruptcy, and within her bankruptcy was her foreclosure. Mm-hmm. And so technically, when it showed up on a credit report, it only displayed the bankruptcy because the foreclosure was included in mm-hmm. the bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. However, there were two different discharge dates. There was one for the bankruptcy and one for the foreclosure that were like four months apart, right? And so looking at the bankruptcy on the credit report, I was like, oh, okay, she's within the time frame. But after we ran what's called a fraud report, we then discovered that the foreclosure itself didn't close out and dismiss until four months later. So that just put an additional four four months on that time frame that we had to wait in order to move forward with approval. Yeah. Now my buyer was up front, she told me everything, so it was a little bit easier. I knew going in what I needed to find out because she couldn't tell me like what date it was, but the but she was able to tell me like, hey, there's gonna be something that pops up that you're not gonna be able to see, Yeah. you know? Yeah. And she, she basically told me like, hey, my foreclosure was included in my bankruptcy. So then that gave me uh, a second like, set of eyes what again it basically made me look for something that otherwise i wouldn't have looked for yeah you know yeah and so it just helped the situation so we were able to close like you know on time we didn't have any issues there weren't any hiccups we were cleared to close two weeks before we even needed to actually close but it was just such a great help so full disclosure letting your person your loan officer or your banker know up front what's going on because i'm telling you if we have to start peeling back the layers and it's lie after lie, those are red flags. Yeah. And mortgage companies do not do well with red flags. Correct. Correct. That is 100% accurate. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right, guys. So later, in, earlier in the segment, we asked you, you guys a mortgage-related question, and we gave you some time to go ahead and sit on the answer. But now we're going to go ahead and reveal what that answer is. So the question earlier was, if you are self-employed, what is used to calculate your income? Do you guys know? Huh? Drum roll kind of sort of. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. What's, what's Cardi B's um, no song? Boom. She, she, um, she. What, Megan Thee Stallion? Yeah. Okay. She look, beat the boom, dun, dun, dun. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Matter of fact, real quick too. Um, yeah, I, I might be able to go there, but okay. Yeah. What? Yeah, I, I was gonna say uh, Diddy. Diddy's album is really, really good. I don't know oh. out there. Listen, Diddy's album is good. Like you gotta check that joint out. That joint is like really, really good. It's like a compilation album with like a whole bunch of different R and B acts. That joint's good. Have you checked it out yet or no? Oh. Yeah, let's check it out. It's uh-huh. it's good. All right, but um, yeah, the answer to the question is we look at your last two years of tax returns. And uh, whatever that net income is, we average those two. We average those, right? So if you made, you know, sixty thousand dollars in uh, twenty twenty two net, 
and then you made forty thousand dollars in twenty twenty one net. Then the average for those two years is fifty thousand dollars, and then that's what we use for qualifying. And what we also do though is wait, 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 back up. What's the difference between gross and net? So gross, yeah, gross is the you know the receipts that you show that you your your uh, business has actually yeah you know earned. Then the net is after expenses have been subtracted from the gross. So whatever those expenses may be. Um, depending on what business you're in, you know, after you subtract your expenses, your true net is what we utilize for income. So, like I said, we averaged the the, the most recent um, completed tax return years for you. Um, yep. And typically, like right now, we're you know about well, three fourths done in 2023. Yep. We will um, we also have to get a profit and loss statement for you as well to kind of show where you're tracking for this year as well, because <laughs> you know we don't want to qualify you based on 2022 and 2021 income average and then in 2023 you're showing you're you're, um, projecting to make half of what you did those previous years because then that's going to kind of cause us concern uh, lending based on you know what you did the previous year so if your business is uh on pace to make what it was the previous years or you know on pace to make more then that'll be fine you know when it comes to the qualifying aspect of it but that's what we utilize is the last two completed years of tax returns and I know that some of you are like, well, why do y'all do that? Why y'all do, why, why do y'all, you know, wait until after we um, deduct your, your expenses? Yeah. Well, the reason why we do that is because with gross or W-2 wage earners, the employer does it for them. Correct. So your employer is taking out your health care, taking out your money toward that you contribute towards Social Security taking out a certain portion of taxes they don't usually they're not always accurate when it comes to how much they're taking out but they're doing it for you so at the end of the year they're automatically paying the irs on your behalf and then there may be a a situation where you get where you get a refund or there may be a situation where you just owe owe a small portion but when you're self-employed there is no one who is doing that for you and so at the end of the year, you have the opportunity to write off things, and that's why we use the net. Yeah, that's correct. That's ultimately why. (laughs) Straight up and down, right. Right. All right, so what's upcoming? I mean, I'm... This storm? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tropical storm. I don't even know what the name I didn't even do you know what the name of it is? Mm, no. Nah. No. Yeah. But I do know that uh my daughter's practice got canceled today because of uh this storm. So I, you know, from a, a sports period to a sports period, I was like, Yes. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, we got the text yesterday that uh the kids' games on Saturday, they're canceled. Yep. Yes. Yeah, All activities yeah. will be canceled. Yeah. Amen. That's what it sounds like. Doing yeah. nothing. And I I love a whole lot of nothing. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I feel you. That's 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 exactly what we're planning on doing. I'm gonna have to go to the grocery store today, grab a couple of things. Yeah. I'm just gonna be like you said in the house watching tire tire uh, grill and all that stuff there. Yeah. Because yeah. I have to do. This. I have like I don't have a whole lot, but I do got the little cheap fifty dollar grill. I'm about to say, I ain't got a tie that joint now, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Put a shoelace on after me. <laughs> tie, tie, fifty dollar dollar. Don't go, don't come for hey, my I'm grill. Just saying, okay? Look, hey, do not come for my. There's grill. levels, like you oh, said. There's no. levels. There's Listen, levels. no, I guess I'm on the bottom level because I love that yeah, little girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> okay, it yeah. did what it needed to do. The end goal was that I had ribs. 
and y'all had ribs, and I'm pretty sure both were good. <laughs> they were. They were. They were. So that's okay. But you got to have that smoke ring. You can't have that smoke ring on that $50 grill, though. You got to have that nice little smoke ring. See, I'm from the South, man. You what is the smoke ring? I'll have to show you, man. It's that pink ring that's in the inside of the meat. You never? Oh, I, I'm a glue. I'll show you where a smoke ring is. Yeah. You never heard of a smoke ring up on that? No. Nah, I ain't from the South, so. That's true. <laughs> that means you ain't good enough. That's what I mean. <laughs> Not from the south. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to think, like. See, you ever had ribs? And you see, like that 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 pink inside on the inside of them um the ribs before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how my meat look. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't, nah, you can't on the fifty dollar grill. You can't do a smoke ring. How long did you cook up the ribs for? Listen. Was it more than three hours? The gods were with me when I cooked. I don't know. I don't be looking at that. I just, you know, okay. it's like when you season. You well, you, do you know? I mean, was it three hours is a long time? Like, do you? It was a while. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe the fifty dollar girl got a smoke ring. I don't know. I, I mean, you know, I'm, me. I'm gonna have to. I guess next next time I grill some ribs, I'm gonna go ahead and slit it and let you see what yeah. I'm talking about yeah. before, and you tell me. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure my meat looked just like that. Okay. <laughs> I'm almost a hundred percent positive. Okay. But anyway, so yeah, the tropical storm. Yeah. I'ma tie down my fifty dollar grill. Yeah. And do a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. What are your plans? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My plans are the same. I mean, I'm not doing nothing. Like I said, I'm gonna grab some groceries today and then uh just watch football all day Saturday, Sunday, you know, probably watch some Netflix. Football? Yeah, college football oh, on Saturday, okay. just watch you know, probably some Netflix and get it, get caught up on some shows that I haven't seen. Um, and it's have, chill. Have you been watching Power? No, I haven't watched Power. Oh man, no. it's, it's been. Yeah, I haven't watched it at all. Actually, not the well, not the uh, Tommy one is going. Correct. All right, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it. It's probably that's, like, that's a that's my favorite. I mean, it's it's that one. Then that's Tariq. my second favorite. I like Tariq one. Is and then the last one is the Fifty Cent one. That one's all right to me. Yeah, that was all right. But for me, right, the reason why I, I stay watching that one is because that's going to build up to the point when 50 and um, Tommy meet. Gotcha. Eventually. I mean, it has to, right? Yeah, you would think so. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for that's sure. how I look at it because 50s is dated in the past. So Correct. it's got to come up to the present Yeah, is the way I look at it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm excited to see. And then for some reason, I don't know why I think this, but I feel like Ghost is going to come back. Somehow, he, some way. He, he gone, gone. He, he gone, gone. He gone, gone. Even, even Omar has um, done interviews and said that they've asked for him to come back. Yeah, but I think he gone, gone. He gone, gone. I think he gone, gone. Listen. Okay, we're going to see. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I get it. Because Tasha gotta, popped back. I know so, she, we'll she did, but when we seen Ghost die, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Tasha was in, you know. No, Did you see Ghost on the ground dead, though? Yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. Um, but to me, anyway, like shows like that anyway, where the main character dodges death like a million times, like it gets old for me after a while. So I think we already seen him die. So I think, I think we're good. <laughs> okay. All right, Arby. So, you know, that every time we um, do the podcast, we always want to leave you guys on a positive note. So today, quote of the day, you want to go ahead and say it? I feel like I. Yeah. Yeah, today's quarter of the day is optimism is the faith that leads to achievement. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, all that pretty straightforward. It just means like having optimism in every situation is going to 
lot of times be the difference in, you know, you being able to achieve something and not be able to achieve it, you know? Yeah. And so that's just, that's, again, it's always wrapped around that mindset, you know, yeah. looking at situations, even where you may not know how it's going to happen, having that, have having that optimism, faith. yeah, that it's going to happen. And, you know, sometimes those things, uh, stars will align in a way and God will do his, you know, his thing in it. Um, and uh, it'll work out. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Now, you guys can follow me at SKB underscore mortgage. And that's on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, but I'm uh, just Brian, B-R-Y-A-N underscore Royster, R-O-Y-S-T-E-R. And that's on Instagram. And, uh, you know, just my first and last name on Facebook. So check us out. All right. Well, guys, we will see you next week. See you next week.